0: Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, and um, we'll begin there. I'm going to do just a brief review from last Wednesday night and then carry over into some new things. Same subject, we're talking about faith, the importance of faith, what faith is, how faith works, the importance of it, Um, but going to hopefully tonight begin a little different vein of teaching on that vast subject um, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God we, we could talk for two hours tonight on the importance of faith and we have over the course of our study this year we have talked a lot about the importance of faith and We're to not just try to scrape together faith when we've got a problem in our lives, but we're ultimately to live by faith. We've compared that to how most of the world lives, which is they live by sight. Living or walking or doing life by sight is when you line up your thoughts, your words and your actions with the way things look, seem or feel. But walking by faith is when we align our thoughts, words, and actions with what God has said in His Word. Even if what He said in His Word doesn't seem to be happening or circumstances contradict it. But that's the power of the Word of God. It can change the circumstances. Circumstances are temporary. The Word of God's eternal. And so we see that the eternal Word of God can change the temporary circumstances in our lives through faith. But last week we began to talk about this very important and very powerful dynamic between the measure of faith that God has given to you, it's in your heart, according to Romans 12 and 3, and the Word of God that the Bible says activates, awakens, arouses that faith inside of you. Jesus compared it to soil and seed Soil is very important, the condition of the soil is very important, but then the seed also is important, and we see that the same soil that'll grow corn will also grow poison ivy. And so the condition of the soil, but if the seed and the soil never connect, then germination and ultimately multiplication, propagation will never take place. So there is a dynamic between seed and soil, and in that same dynamic, there's a dynamic between the measure of faith that's already on board inside of you and the Word of God. I personally believe that when, you know, faith by hearing, that word cometh is in italics put there to make it more readable. He's he's saying that when we hear the Word, it brings that faith alive inside of us and brings it to the surface in our lives um I'm, i've asked you and I, you know sundays sunday night wednesdays you know um do an experiment in your own life increase your hearing of the word of god and see what that does see how that strengthens see how that feeds the faith inside of you see how nagging doubts start to to drop off of you and it's of course a very important process for us to understand Now, from Romans 10 and 17, let's turn back to Romans 1 and 17. Romans 1 and 17. And I'll give you a second to turn there. I want you to see these verses if you haven't seen them already. Romans 1 and 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, what we said last week is that hearing Father's Word awakens the faith He gave you, put in your heart, the same faith you need to respond to and act on His Word. So the idea is that the faith is there, you hear the Word, that Word awakens the faith that you then need to act on that Word. Only hearing the Word and having that faith stirred inside of you is not enough if it never translates to some kind of action on your part. Jesus said it's not those who hear, it's those who hear His Word and do His Word that will be like the wise man who built his house upon a rock or a firm foundation. But again, the dynamic is the Word that you hear activates the faith that you need to respond to the Word that you heard And when you respond to the word that you heard, it strengthens and fortifies your faith, putting you in a better position to hear even more from God and respond to Him. And so this is the concept of from faith to faith. From faith to faith. I was listening to Brother Keith Moore. He's one of my favorite Bible teachers. And if you know his story, he was... On staff, he went to school at Ramah Bible Training Center, but he was on staff there for many years. And he was talking about, um, I think it was about, I don't know, he was watching Brother Hagan Sr. teach on the subject of healing. And he was like, man, how have I missed this? teaching from because you know you he was basically one of Brother Hagin's right hand men for I don't know 10-15 years. And he's like, how could I have been so close to this man and never heard him teach this on healing? He was just just so just in awe and just so receiving understanding and revelation from this old videotape of Brother Hagin preaching. I don't know how far he was into the tape when the camera turned off of Brother Hagen, and there sat Keith Moore on the front row taking notes. He said, Father, I don't understand that. He said, it's simple, Keith. You're hearing on another level now. You're hearing on another level now. Can anybody, rel- I can relate to that. I'm not saying I'm hearing on the level Keith Moore's hearing on, but I'm hearing on another level now. See, that's what faith to faith does. You hear, it activates the faith, you need to respond, you follow through on the response, which enables you to hear even deeper, even more clearly, even, you know, have you, I, I've asked this question different ways in the past, but you know, you, you hear something from the Word of God, and you you almost have that response like how have i not seen this before how have i not heard this before where have i been my whole life it's like this light bulb comes on right and it can be something that the lord says to you from a verse you memorized 6 years ago again you're hearing on another level now so this is how we grow it's how we grow in faith Everyone has been given the measure of faith, which means everyone's been given the same measure. It's, it's then what we do. See, the disciples and others since have always asked, give us more faith. Jesus said you don't need more faith. If you've got the faith the, grain, the size of a, of a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, be removed. It's not the quantity, so to speak, of your faith. It's, it's how you use that faith. Hear, awakens, responds. So, this same passage from the Amplified. For in the the gospel a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live, and shall live by faith. So what he's saying here again is both springing from faith and leading to faith. Springing from faith, leading to faith. Praise God. Now, we see that Hebrews 4 tells us that we have to labor to enter the rest. And just a quick review here, rest means... You enjoying the fruit of someone else's labor. And in this context, our rest is all that Jesus worked so hard, suffered so long, sweated so much, even blood, for us to have now. But he says that there is effort required on our part, and that effort is, Jesus said it in John the sixth chapter, chapter, your work is to believe on him whom God has sent. So there is an effort to faith. Amen. Compared to what Jesus did, our part is pretty easy. In, again, comparison. This is why the Bible says we must learn how to what? Fight the good fight of faith. But over in the Old Testament, it talks about those who were empowered by God to fight a battle that God anointed them to win, that the longer and harder they fought, the stronger they became. See, that's that's not natural. That's supernatural. Naturally speaking, the harder and longer you fight, the weaker you become. You become tired. You you become worn out. You you shoot all your arrows. You've lost other people around you who, who, who have given their lives in the fight. And usually, a a war of that nature is a war of attrition, and it's kind of last man standing. Football's a lot like that. You know, you you see, like Samford, almost beat a powerhouse school, but they just didn't quite have the oomph, they didn't quite have the horses, so to speak, down the stretch. In other words, they wore down, and they didn't have the substitutes like the depth that the other, other team had. But... That's that's not what he's saying here. In the kingdom, the harder you fight and the longer you fight, it's not the weaker and the the more weary you become, but the stronger you become. That's faith to faith. That's the good fight of faith. When you rise up in faith and fight that fight of faith, the devil's challenging you, but if you don't cave in, if you don't quit, all he's going to do is make you stronger going to make you harder to deal with next time for him. Now, there's another aspect to this. And I'm not trying to get all philosophical on you tonight, but I'll put it on the screen. It just simply says this. You don't know what you don't know. Now, the problem with that, though, is faith is about responding to a promise. Now, all the promises of God are yes and amen, which means yes and so be it. You never have to ask God if it's His will concerning one of His promises. His promises are already asked and answered, as the attorney would say, yes and so be it. Okay. But when we talk about faith leading to more faith, springing forth from faith leading to more faith, what he's referring to here, the other part of this, and it's a beautiful part of this, is that it's not just that we're hearing on another level, now through the eyes of faith we're seeing on another level more and more of the life that belongs to you and all the benefits of your salvation that are yours, you begin to grow up into those things. You begin to realize how silly you used to be worrying about the things you used to worry about. Come on now. I mean, Jesus tried to... communicate. He didn't try, He did. When I say try, it's just we're not picking up what He's putting down, right? He said, have you considered the birds? How about have you considered the lilies of the field? Solomon, all of his splendor was not dressed and clothed like one of them, and they're here today and gone tomorrow. Are you not way more precious to God than a sparrow? He said, yet... Not a single sparrow falls from the sky that our Heavenly Father doesn't take note of that. Are you not way more precious to Him? And tell you what Jesus is basically saying here. It's ridiculous the things you worry about. You have no need to worry. Your Father already knows what you need of before you ask Him. Now I'm not telling you that to condemn you or to hammer you or anything like that tonight. I'm just telling you, Number one, I hope some of you, from faith to faith, springing forth from faith leading to more faith, you're outgrowing some of those childish worries, some of those pointless worries. But if you're not there yet, I'm not telling you this again to condemn you. I'm telling you this to give you hope. You don't have to live the rest of your life tormented by fear. You don't have to live the rest of your life, you know, tormented by, you know, anxiety and stress and all all that crazy stuff. Jesus set us free from that. We're dead to that. We give no place to that. Amen? So, But notice again, springing forth from faith leading to more faith. More faith. So as we engage, that's why the enemy, he's trying to steal the word from you. He never wants you to hear it. If you do hear it, he's going to come to try to steal it for you understand it. And, and Jesus taught us this in Matthew 13. But let's say you grab hold of it and, and take it into yourself and it, and it starts producing some results in your life, starts springing up. He's going to put pressure on you to get you to back away from it. Then if that doesn't work, he's just going to try to grow other things up and choke it out. I mean, are you, are you seeing you know, what the enemy's trying to do? Because, and, and so he's hoping then that when he comes to steal it, you, you just let him take it. Or when he puts pressure on you to try to, to try to beat you down, that you just roll over. Or you just sit back and let all this other stuff grow up in your life and choke it out. But in every one of these situations, if we're only at the level where we're fighting to understand it, keep fighting, keep trying, Amen? And your faith will become strong enough to understand whatever it is you don't understand. But but let's say you've got a hold of some things and it's starting to produce some results in your life, but now he's trying to to force you to turn loose of that. Don't turn loose of it. Your faith will become stronger and and the Word of God begin to put roots. See, what gives a tree its strength is not its height, it's its depth. See, we get, we, we get really excited and jazzed up about the, the, the look of the tree, the fruit on the tree. We don't really give much thought to the root system of that tree until strong winds, until a storm comes through, right? But that's even another way that, that you, you could look at this from faith to faith. Putting deeper roots, you know, growing a stronger tree, bigger tree to produce more fruits fruit of what god wants to do and has for you to do and produce in your life i'm not i'm not trying to like now abide these three. three first corinthians 13 13 faith hope and love the greatest of these is love but that word abide is such a critical word because it basically is saying that none of these stand alone we can talk about faith alone we can talk about hope to understand it alone we can talk about love to understand it alone but it's a package and love fuels the faith that's in you it energizes it you walking in love again which is something that we grow and develop and increase in right But you're you're showing love to other human beings as an act of your will in spite of even negative emotions you may have towards them. That is to your faith what gasoline is to a Lamborghini. No fuel. It can be a 2019 right off the showroom floor. But if there's no fuel in it, it's not going anywhere. So when we talk about faith, and I, I know it's like some folks are like, what are we going to talk about this all year? We may talk about it all this year and all next. Because, again, God does nothing apart from faith. We, you know, we talked in class tonight about you know, us coming into alignment and agreement with God. And we can sit back here on earth thinking about faith is not really that big a deal. My friend, you don't understand it from heaven's perspective. It's a huge, huge deal. Hugely important. I mean, that one word, certainly we're to walk in love, but that one word can be used to define the lifestyle for which you were created. Lifestyle of faith. So do you see why the devil, how can we ever have God's best if we're not living the life the way he created us to live? By faith. By faith. So when we say you don't know what you don't know Jesus said to a woman he had an appointment with her it was a divine appointment orchestrated in heaven before you he ever came to the earth to go on a specific afternoon sit down on a well and wait for a woman who was really struggling in life to come later in the day when all the other women came early in the morning to get the water for the day she waited till it was hot and later because she didn't want to have to deal with all their stares and, and maybe even some of their snide remarks. Jesus sat there waiting on her. He asked her for water. And she says to him, Who do you think you are asking me, a Samaritan, for water since you're a Jew? And Jesus said, If you knew who I was and what I have the ability to do for you, You would ask me for water, and I would give you water that would cause you to never thirst again. Let's go back to it, though. She didn't know what she didn't know. She didn't know what he came to do for her, what he had the ability to change in her life, future, and family tree. And she could have become offended right there and stomped back to her house. But she engaged him. And then Jesus hits her right between the eyes, right? I mean, not, I, that, forgive me, Jesus. He's never hit anybody between the <laughs> eyes. He got up in her business. He said, go, go get your husband and come back. And she says, I don't have a husband. He said, you've well said. You have no husband. You've been married many times and you're shacking up right now. He wasn't shaming her. He wasn't condemning her. He's just letting her know there's some things that need to be dealt with, sister, but God's got something better for you, and I'm here to give it to you. Again, she could have become offended right there. She's receiving the Word. The Word's starting to produce in her life, but now, you know, who does this man think he is? Now, who does he really think he is? I ain't got to sit around here and be talked to like that. She could have stomped off back to her house. Waving at him with one finger, right? But no she leaned in even further she engaged even further let's go back to the simple statement if you knew your attitude towards me would be different if you knew you you wouldn't be snippy snapping and you know whatever snippity snappity backing at me whatever i'm trying to say that's not tongues that's me trying to say hers what am i you know what i'm saying like being a snapping back you know talking back You know, like a teenager, you know, rebellious teenager talking back to his mama. She's talking back to him, right? Jesus said, and he knew, notice now, he's responding to her knowing that she doesn't know what she doesn't know. Notice how kind he's still being to her, though. He's like, sis, if you only knew what I had the ability to do in your life, you'd be asking me different questions than these. You'd be engaged in this conversation different than you are right now. She didn't know what she didn't know. She did know some things if you listened to her talk. Just like me and you, we know some things. But we don't know what we don't know. So the idea then is faith Springing forth from faith, leading to more faith. Another line of a song that we sang around here recently, either Sunday night or last Wednesday night. Farther along than I've ever been. Come on now, let's give the Lord a little glory. Anybody in here further along than you've ever been? Here and on. Amen. Yes, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. From faith to faith. and that didn't just happen by osmosis faith by hearing hearing by the Word of God mixing action with the word that you've heard causing more faith to rise up in your heart and we're making progress we're making progress amen now there's a principle that I refer back to often I sense in my heart that it'll be the title of a book one day and it's the it's the uh, principle of faith known as the I call it the as they went principle as they went principle okay what we see is a group of 10 lepers. Leprosy, horrible, debilitating, disfiguring disease. The Bible says they cried out to Jesus from a distance. Have no indication that Jesus was seeking them out. Notice they sought him out. Which Imply some things that aren't specifically written, but I don't think we're stretching anything to fit here. In other words, these ten lepers did not randomly cry out to any stranger that walked by for that stranger to cleanse them of their leprosy. So there was a reason why they cried out to Jesus for Him to cleanse them of their leprosy. It's because they had what? You looking at me? They heard something about Him, right? That caused faith in them to rise. Now they acted on that faith by crying out. I don't know how long they had heard or how much they had heard about Him but they obviously had heard enough about Him to have enough faith to cry out for Him to help them. Jesus, the Word made flesh, then says to them, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, there's a big shift and I want you to see this. I wish we had a couple of hours to, but Amy, we're getting there. Just, I'm not going to do it, but just listen to me, please. They went from hearing about him or even hearing generally from him, reports of him. I believe they had heard of him healing other people who had leprosy. But now they've gone from secondhand information to from his own lips. What am I telling you? No substitute for you hearing from God for yourself. Now it just went to another level. They're not just hearing on the level of other people saying. Now, from Jesus Himself, they have received a word. They have received instructions. I believe they had already been told, no matter what He says to you, even if it sounds ridiculous, do it. Because Jesus had been known to tell people to do some things that didn't make a lot of sense to the carnal mind. Right? You say, Pastor Mark, what makes you believe that? Because he told them to go get a clean bill of health while they were still sick. Jesus is over here. I'm acting the part of the leper. Have mercy on me, Jesus! Jesus over there says, Go show yourself to the priest. They still got leprosy, right? The Bible says, As they went they were cleansed of their disease okay now watch this please watch this somewhere along the way they heard about Jesus I believe they heard that he could heal leprosy or at least heal people who were chronically terminally ill I believe they also heard whatever he asked you to do if it sounds ridiculous do it anyway they heard that, right? Now they hear from Him. So that created enough faith for them to act on that faith to cry out for help. Now Jesus speaks to them. Now they're hearing on a whole other level. They're hearing directly from Him which took faith to another level. But now, now, notice their action has gone to another level as well. It's one level of commitment to say, Hey, Jesus, can you give me a little help over here, please? It requires faith to do that. Come on, that requires faith to do that. Anybody in here familiar with a fear of rejection? You realize how many times these men have been rejected in their lives? You realize all that they had riding on His answer? Anybody in here familiar with the fear of Failure? So it took a a level of faith for them to to cry out to Him. When He says, go show yourself to the priest, faith by hearing, faith just went to another level. It's a good thing because their next response is going to take more faith than asking for help. (laughs) So as they went... Maybe some of them had the, what we got to lose? We're dying anyway. That was what those lepers in, in 2 Kings, I believe it was. They said, not going to sit here till we die. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now you're just seeing me, but there was, you just think there's 10 of us. All 10 of us are healed. Springing from faith leading to more faith. Now they've got a voice of a different kind. They've got the voice of a first-hand testimony. You've got, you got nine people standing around you that were just cleansed of leprosy. Ten out of ten cleansed of leprosy. A hundred percent, if you're wondering, of the lepers Jesus told to go show themselves to the priest. One hundred percent of them healed of leprosy. Guess what just happened to their faith? Another level. Right? But this is where nine dropped out. This is where nine, I mean no disrespect, took their chips and cashed them in. But one boy took that next level of faith and went rogue. The Bible said, he t- mine, t- mine too, Terry." The Bible says he broke from the pack, went and fell at Jesus' feet and worshiped Him. You don't think that took faith? He just disobeyed the command that brought him healing. For all he knew, because you don't know what you don't know, for all he knew, as he went back in the direction he just came, the leprosy would come back on him. But that wasn't what mattered to him anymore. Because he didn't just want Jesus' help. He wanted Jesus. He didn't just want what Jesus could do for him. He wanted to worship at the feet of one who with a spoken word could cleanse a chronic, terminal, incurable disease. At Jesus' feet, his faith went to Another level. From faith to faith to faith to faith now. Jesus said, go your way. Are you ready? Your faith has made you whole. Now the reason they had to go to the priest was because leprosy would disfigure you. And the priest would quarantine you to make sure you indeed were cleansed of leprosy before you were required to then make a sacrifice, an offering, and then you could go back into society. Lepers were outcasts. You know, people say, treat me like I had leprosy. Well, We get that saying because people who had leprosy were, were rejected. Jesus didn't say, go to the priest. He said, go on back to your house. Your faith has made you not clean from leprosy, has made you whole. What does that mean? That means if he was missing a nose, he got a new nose. If he was missing fingers, he got new fingers. It means that there was no evidence. You know I'll stop for you to worship Jesus. Amen. It means there was no evidence remaining in him that he ever had leprosy so that it wasn't like he would walk back into society and people would go, hey, wait a second, where's your, where's your credential from the priest that says you're healed of leprosy? They'd look at him and they'd go, I thought you had leprosy. What? My, I must have been wrong about that. I heard you had people he grew up with. Man, look at you. you looking good. I, I thought you had leprosy. Man, look at how successful you I thought you were an addict. I, I thought you went to the foundry. Did I must have been confused about that. Because there's no evidence remaining. From faith to faith to faith. Amen. So, what am I trying to inspire us all to tonight? You have no idea the surprises Father has waiting on you just around the next corner of faith, the next level of faith, the next response to faith. That's why the devil's fighting you tooth and toenail. I mean, this dude went from believing he was going to die a leper to having enough faith to cry out to Jesus for help, to having enough faith to go show himself to the priest when he was still sick, to having enough faith to go fall at the feet of Jesus, to having enough faith to be made completely whole like it had never been ever even happened i wonder where he went from there we may not know i i bet you he did some things for the kingdom though what do you think heaven will tell it heaven will tell it amen stand with me tonight praise god praise god yes sister Dizziness. Anybody dealing with dizziness right now? Anybody have been dealing with dizziness in your life? Praise God. Amen. Father, we release the kingdom resource of healing into this room tonight. Father, any person in this room that may be dealing with uh, uh, dizziness or, Lord, some root cause of dizziness, some kind of blood sugar issue, some, some, some kind of inner ear issue, Father, some kind of of um nutritional deficiency father um or any other cause of dizziness father we release healing tonight we thank you father for stability tonight father a a person may be embarrassed to admit that or afraid we fixing to lay hands on them and and so father that doesn't mean it's not for somebody it just may mean somebody right now is not at the level of, of faith to say that's me But Father, I thank you that just because you said that and whoever may be dealing with that heard that, it's going to take them to another level of hearing, another level of seeing, another level of faith. Father, I thank you tonight for what you're saying to us. Thank you, Father, tonight that, Lord, you're just speaking right on through me to us tonight, Lord. I I can't wait to listen to this one myself, Father, because I've learned a lot tonight. And I'm not saying that bragging on me. I'm saying that pointing to you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Because when you speak to us, it's because you're trying to take us to that next place. You're trying to take us to that next level. And so we've heard you tonight, and we're responding to you. Springing forth from faith, leading to more faith. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus. Thank.